What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, factors to consider in the remaining first round hockey games. Let's get to it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, special thanks to Sportsbet MVP, one of the best online sports books available. Today we're going to be talking some hockey. If you guys like betting hockey, get involved with Sportsbet MVP, not just for the great lines, every, you know, they they offer pretty much every line every game, but for the prop builder. For all of us who love hockey, you know, it, 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 sometimes it's fun to predict who's going to score goals, who's going to have a good game in goal. And if you guys want to create player props, you can do so. Customize your own player props. Make whatever bet you want for whatever player. Online sportsbetmvp.ag. Give them a follow on Twitter as well at sportsbet underscore MVP. All right, on today's show, like I said, there are two remaining series in the first round of the NHL, the Flyers and the Canadians and the Blues versus the Canucks. We're going to go through each series and kind of give the uh, big factors for each remaining uh, game or couple games, whatever it goes, because they are both at 3-2 and they both play tonight. In the Western Series, the uh, Canucks lead the Blues 3-2. And in the East, the, the uh, Flyers over the Canadians 3-2. Right, let's, start, let, let's start off talking about the uh, Blues and Canucks. Because this one is the biggest surprise to me. I mean, the Blues in the regular season were one of the best overall teams, specifically on defense. I mean, they were, they were certainly one of the best defensive teams this year. And when I go back in my ratings, St. Louis was one of the best... Defensive teams the last five years, they were very good defensively, allowing 2.66 goals a game. Their high danger opportunities were at a league low. They weren't giving up many shots. And Jordan Bennington, their goalie, was having, as we expected, a great year. Well, this playoffs, they've completely abandoned what made them so good this year. Their defense has gone out the window. They're not playing defense. They're giving up a lot of good opportunities and their goalies aren't playing near as good as they were during the season. Now, I should say this. St. Louis is built a little different than other defensive teams. St. Louis relies on an aggressive forecheck, very solid defense in terms of the actual defensive players, and then the goalies have to just be very good. And, you know, they don't have to be average, but at that point, they don't have to win games for the team, right? What's happening is... The way they're playing in the playoffs, these goalies have to win games for the Blues, whether it's Jake Allen or Jordan Bennington. We thought it would be Jordan Bennington every game, but that's not the case. And so, look, I like to talk about uh, defensive styles a lot in the NHL because there's so many ways to approach defense. Like, look at the Arizona Coyotes, right? They give up an enormous amount of shots on goal. It seems like every game they're, they're getting outshot, yet... They have the best goaltending duo in the NHL. So what does that mean? That ends up for Arizona having the third best defense statistically this season, right? Right there around the Blues. Now, statistically, when you look at St. Louis and Arizona, they look very similar. But when you see them play, they get there extremely different ways. Again, St. Louis, aggressive forecheck. They're they're a physical team. They're not going to give up many shots. And Arizona, they're going to let you shoot. They're going to let you shoot some high danger shots. They're going to let you get in the offensive zone. But when you do, their goaltenders win games for Arizona. So it's just different approaches that, that work in the playoffs, that don't work in the playoffs. And what I expected to see from the St. Louis Blues, because this is a a clash of style, right? 
Vancouver is not a, de- a defensive team, right? But they are a great offensive team. I mean, Vancouver, certainly top 10 offensively in terms of generating goals, generating chances. Defensively, though, uh, bottom 10, right? I mean, they, they, when's the last time Vancouver's relied on their defense? Now, I will say this also. When Jacob Markstrom was in net for them, they played far better than, than you know other goalies who were playing for them. So Markstrom comes in, and it seems like the entire team kind of shifts the way they play. But still, it's not, you can tell from the statistics and the general style of play, they don't rely on him, and they don't really have a great defense either. They're a young team. They're not used to the situation. That's why I'm so surprised. I mean, I stopped betting this series a while ago because it's very unpredictable. You know, I would have thought the Blues would have won in maybe five games. And when it was tied 2-2, and St. Louis came back, right? St. Louis was down 2-0. They came back to win the next two games. And I thought that game five must-win game. The Blues had the momentum. Now, again, I didn't bet on it because I didn't think it was predictable. Thank God. I can't believe the Blues came out and dropped that game. There couldn't have been a better situation, a better spot for the St. Louis Blues. I can't. It it was crazy to me. So I have no idea what's going to happen tonight. But if you're looking to handicap, the factors you have to try and handicap and and decide what's going to happen is the goaltending for the Blues. That's the only thing that's up in the air right now, right? The the defense for the Blues has been doing pretty much what they've been doing all year. Maybe they've been allowing a couple more shots on goal per game, a few more high danger opportunities, but we maybe expected some of that from the Canucks. It's when the goalie production drops so so drastically. Jordan Bennington, during the year, statistically, was a top five goalie easily. He is the worst goalie in the playoffs. That's not... Well, I'm not sure. I want to say that's not you know accurate because it's such small sample size, but... I also want to say that I've been the only person in what seems like the goddamn earth saying that Jordan Bennington, however old he is, 21, 22, the dude's going to come back to reality. It's a consistent thing we see in hockey and, frankly, in baseball. People who we have no film on, specifically at the goalie and pitcher position, respectively with this kind of comparison, if a goalie comes in in hockey or a pitcher comes in in baseball and you have no film on these guys, it is very, very difficult to beat. And what we see is that 95%, well, that's like a rough estimate. I don't even know if it's nine and a half out of 10, but roughly 95% of all goalies in hockey and pitchers in baseball who have that tremendous first year, first couple years end up certainly regressing, you know? And I think we're going to see that with Jordan Bennington. Do I think Jordan Bennington is a bad goalie? Absolutely not. But do I think that Jordan Bennington is the next Patrick Waugh? Give me a fucking break. This guy is, he's been playing for only a couple years, right? And look, negative 7.5 goals allowed per game or something like that. Like it's, it's really bad what he's done this playoff run. So the main factor in handicapping tonight's Blues Canucks game, and I'm not going to handicap them for you guys. I'm going to give you my main factor in each game, but you got to figure out, first of all, who's playing for the Blues. Uh, Bennington started the first two games, and then he sat the last three. Then Jake Allen came in. Jake Allen won two games, had all the momentum, and then lost, obviously, game five of the series. So do they go back to Bennington, who's had a terrible postseason, terrible series for this must-win you know, elimination game? Or do they stick with Jake Allen? So that's up in the air. Once that gets confirmed, and we are recording this bright and early, so I have no idea yet what goalie they're going to go with. But... You know, that, that's the main factor in that game. Figure out who the Blues are going to start in net. Figure out how you think they're going to do. And that should get you pretty far in that handicap. All right, let's get on to the Flyers and the Habs. 
Philadelphia and Montreal. This is 3-2 series. Philadelphia leads 3-2. And this series has taken a different route. Philadelphia dominated the first couple games until you start to look on paper. And the domination really was not very clear. As a matter of fact, when you go in and look at the Corsi and Fenwick statistics, and I actually like Corsi way more than Fenwick for those who like advanced uh, hockey statistics. The only reason is... Well, before I get into the reasons, uh, Corsi and Fenwick are statistics that are used as advanced metrics, specifically advanced shooting metrics in hockey. So it's pretty much a different way to approach expected goals. Uh, So just kind of that's what Corsi and Fenwick mean. It's just advanced goalie stats. But back to why I like Corsi more. Fenwick doesn't take into account blocked shots. So if you're looking for, well, How good is this offense or defense without blocked shots? Fenwick is perfect. But if you're looking for any other thing in terms of a different route to expected goals, I think the Corsi percentage and Corsi rating is much more accurate. And in both the Corsi and Fenwick, specifically Corsi, the Montreal Canadiens have been exceptionally better than the Flyers this series. Until I went in and did this deep dive on stats, I loved the Philadelphia Flyers this series, right? I mean, my, my, my lines matched up. It opened up minus 160. If you guys remember the show where I talked about how to bet seven-game series, sometimes value's created for you, as was in this series with the Flyers opening minus 160, and now they're minus 130 or so every game. But when you do a deep dive and you look at the Corsi rating, the expected goals rating, the five-on-five, and the four-on-four ratings, the Montreal Canadiens have been doing substantially better than the Philadelphia Flyers, just to kind of quantify everything for you guys. When you look at the expected goals, right now, the Montreal Canadiens are expected to score one more entire goal per game this series than the Flyers. They've only played five games. They haven't played that many games. And the Montreal Canadiens, who are down 3-2 in the series, have been expected, based on statistics, to outscore the Flyers by a goal per game in this series. That is unheard of. Okay? Now, the main handicapping factor in tonight's game has to be the injury-slash-suspension going on with, with the game. Matt Niskanen of the Flyers, who is on their first defensive line, is suspended for his cross-check to the jaw of... Uh, Montreal Canadiens forward, Brendan Gallagher. These are two major players who are going to be missing. Let's start off with Brendan Gallagher for the Montreal Canadiens. Because the Canadiens, the reason why they've been doing so well this series and expected goals and all those behind-the-scenes statistics we were just talking about was because they can generate offense and generate good chances on Carter Hart. The only reason the Flyers are in this series is because of their goalie. Let's not forget that. Carter Hart has had a tremendous series, but as long as he keeps letting in a few goals here or there, or at least, let's just put it this way. If Carter Hart doesn't have a 95 save percentage, which is very, very unlikely, they have a tough time winning these games. Like, it's it's Carter Hart or bust here. And Brendan Gallagher brought such speed, such creativity to that first line. Thomas Tatar, Philip Denault, and Brendan Gallagher make a lethal first line. As a matter of fact, they are arguably a top five first line in the NHL. And that's that's not very common for teams who are as average statistically as Montreal has been throughout the season. But the absence of Brendan Gallagher, make no mistake about it, will really, really hurt this team. 
The, the, the Montreal Canadiens relied on Brendan Gallagher for many, many things, not just offensively. He was a very good two-way player. He'd get back, muck things up. He was the second player in terms of ice time on the Canadians. And like I said, he had an assist this game, contributed on many points. He had, I think, 15 shots on goal, which leads the entire team. His expected goals per game leads the entire team, but he gets back. He's, he plays defense too. I mean, this guy is an all-around player. Brendan Gallagher, in my ratings, is the number six right forward in the NHL. Okay, let me repeat that. Brendan Gallagher is the sixth best right forward in the NHL. A right winger, I should say, <laughs> right forward. <laughs> it's soccer season coming up, folks. We've been doing a lot of soccer handicapping. But I, I think that Brendan Gallagher, again, sixth best right winger in the entire NHL. They are going to desperately miss him. And it's not just this game. He's out for the series. He broke his jaw on that cross check. He's having to get surgery. The, the, the Montreal Canadiens will greatly, greatly miss Brendan Gallagher this game. I don't know who they're going to shuffle up on that first line, whether they bring up Jonathan Druin or... Because Jonathan Drew, the second line right now for the Habs is Jonathan Drew at right, Nick Suzuki at uh, at center, and Max Domi at left wing. I don't think they mix that line up. They've been playing very well. They've been they've been generating good chances for the for the second line. So I don't think they slide Jonathan Drew up to the first line. What I'm assuming they're going to do is take Paul Byron from the third line and then put him at the first line. So you're going to get Thomas Tatar at left wing, Philip Denault at center, and then Paul Byron at right wing. That's what I expect we're going to see. How does that impact the shots on goal? The expected goals? I don't know because we haven't seen that pairing very often, and it's tough for me to predict ice time. Does the second line now? get more ice time do they shuffle things up and try and create uh you know different lines throughout the game you know there's so many question marks with what they're going to do in terms of the offensive lines this game if you can figure out well this is kind of a multifaceted thing but that's the first place to start in this handicap figure out who they're going to put on the first line and what the ice time is going to look like now you may say well tyler how do we figure that out (laughs) we're not in the locker room we're not well same way i figure it out you know i don't have Look, inside information is rare in 2020, right? It just doesn't exist. As a matter of fact, I had, <laughs> I'm not going to go on too depth of this story because I don't want to, I'm not sure if I should be talking about this, but I had a connection in the last year and a half who was pretty much inside the locker room for a certain NHL team. I'm not even going to say what conference they're in. I got more good betting information when I had my sort of insider than I ever did in sports betting. It ended up getting canceled because, well, I sort of heard from a friend of a friend who didn't like that I was talking to him, and it was a very strange situation. But, uh, you know, short story short, inside information really is, is tough to come by, and, and it, we usually don't bet with insider info. So how do we figure some of this stuff out? We scour Twitter. We make sure to follow the team's Twitter, the player's Twitter, right? Follow Paul Byron on Twitter. If he's told he's moving up to the first line today, he may tweet something out. You want to follow uh, dailyfaceoff.com because dailyfaceoff.com does a great job of updating lines for injuries, suspensions, and mixing uh, mixing things up. Now, I will say this, Daily Faceoff still has Brennan Gallagher on the first line, so hopefully they they catch up with that. But certain websites who specialize in line pairings for the NHL, you have to check in there. Uh, Go to NHL.com. Watch the pre-game interview with uh, Claude Julien, the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. What's he saying? How's he talking about this? That's the only way we get in this. Handicapping sports is a lot of 
sort of sociology, right? How are they acting? What are they saying? Can we read between the lines? Because often in, in almost every sport, they don't want to tell you exactly what's going on, right? That's why Bill Belichick's so good. He's so hard to handicap. You never know what the hell he's going to do. But a lot of these coaches, you can just tell they're excited about something. They, 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 they hint towards one thing or another. They never want to let anyone know exactly what's going on. But really, if you pay attention, you can often get questions answered just by watching interviews or following these guys on Twitter. So that's how I would approach, you know, that one aspect of tonight's handicap. Look and see what they're going to do with these lines because the absence of Brennan Gallagher may be the biggest absence this uh, playoffs that I've seen in terms of a player being out for a team. Brendan Gallagher being out will really hurt the Montreal Canadiens. Now, let's get over to the Philadelphia Flyers because they're not in a much better position. Their number one defender, well, I, I could argue uh, number one defender, their uh, right defender on their number one defensive line, Matt Niskanen, is suspended for tonight's game because of that cross-check to the jaw of Brendan Gallagher, who we just talked about. Matt Niskanen has been a, similar to Brendan Gallagher, he's been a force for the uh, 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 Flyers. He's fourth in the team in ice time. Again, he's on that first line. He's on their second power play unit. He generates a lot of shots on goal, but when you look at his Corsi 4 percentage, it's really not very good. So, yes, they're going to miss Matt Niskanen. Matt Niskanen is a force on the on, on the ice. He's physical, but really when you look at what he's done offensively for the Flyers, they're not good at all. He's great defensively. It's just he doesn't translate that into offense, or at least he hasn't during this playoffs, right? I'm not saying he's an overall bad offensive player, but during these playoffs, I mean, he's been nowhere to be found. Now, I know offensively he hasn't been tremendous, but it is, like I said, on the defensive end where Matt Niskanen really makes his presence. And it's not just five on five, but on the penalty kill, he's probably their most important penalty kill defender. Yet, when you look at his, again, Corsi 4 percentage, it's just not very good. So he's been on the ice a lot. He hasn't translated to that many great things happening for the Flyers. So when you look at the injury for these two players, I think the injury to Matt, or excuse me, to uh, Brennan Gallagher is much more serious than the suspension to Matt Niskanen. Matt Niskanen also returns after one game as to where Gallagher is probably going to be out for the entire playoffs. So... You know, I'm not going to comment on the hit. I know that's a very polarizing topic right now. Some think that it was dirty, and Matt Niskanen has done this before. Some people think that Matt Niskanen was simply going for a normal sort of check, and Max Gallagher, who is 5'8", turned around quickly and sort of ducked into the check. So you can, you can, you're going to see whatever you're looking for. I'm not going to talk about that. What I'm going to talk about is how do we handicap them being out. And Matt Niskanen is not nearly as big of an impact on the, the Philadelphia Flyers than compared to Gallagher for the Habs. If Gallagher was not out for Montreal and he could somehow play this game, that would be a huge advantage for Montreal because their offense stays intact, yet one of the defenders for, for Philadelphia comes out, and we already talked about their expected goals, expected Corsi percentage. I mean, guys, Montreal has really dominated the series in the advanced statistics, okay? But since Gallagher's out, that to me is so much of a question mark, that's where your handicap should start. Just like the Blues. Again, if I had great handicaps for these games, I would just get picks for tonight, but I don't. I'm just trying to help you guys get on the right path. If you want to bet these games tonight, these are the main things I would look for. Two big games tonight, both games three and two. I can't wait, and uh, we get going. I, I don't think there's any hockey tomorrow. So many so many basketball and, and baseball games, so we got sports tomorrow, but no hockey. That resumes on, set on uh, Sunday. So good luck today, everyone. We will talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. Sharp Angle.